and I don't know what to watch Oh, I think I might be lost if I didn't have a preview Oh, I think I might be lost if I didn't have a preview Hello everyone and a welcome to the preview where we will talk about all the film and television coming up in the month ahead. I feel like I change this introduction every time I do it, but that's okay. New year, new intro. I'm Marissa Cantor, and with me, as always, is Sam Chung and Jermaine Fletcher. Hello. Hi. Good to be previewing again in the new year. Jermaine, how was your- With the same song. Same Sam. Yeah, he's really- I like this song. Has that song- as what is it now the official song? I mean, now we're tapping into my to to commitment to you know me needing to commit to something, which is challenging. I do like this song a lot. Um, I'm not ready to commit to it as like the song yet, but it's definitely like 85 percent of the way there. Is that a B plus? Uh, it's a solid B. It's a B. Okay. Yeah, solid B. I would agree with that assessment. Oh, okay. So you're also like you're almost there, but. Potentially something better could come along. I mean, the bar started on the floor, so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there were some rough ones. <laughs> well, you know, trial and error. Uh, that is the the nature of the human condition. But no, I like this song, but uh, I'll, I'll think about it. I'll think about it. I'll, I'll get back. Let me get back to you. Well, it's a new year. Same us. More TV to talk about. Yes. Um, before we do that, Jermaine, how was uh, how was your holiday? Terrible. Oh no. My holiday is it's basically what Hallmark Christmas movies were made of, are made of. That was my week and a half leading into Christmas because my husband got very very sick, and it was uh, will they or won't they make it home in time for Christmas and. In the 11th hour on Christmas Eve, we get in the car and we start driving home to Christmas. And it's literally how Hallmark movies end. Because in the end, you know they have to make it home for Christmas. Mm -hmm. But it was a very stressful point until actual Christmas morning. Got it. But everybody, but your husband is feeling better now. He's getting there. That's good. Um, But yeah, but we did it. How was your holiday situation? I would say mostly good. <laughs> there was a little bit of a snafu. Oh, um, are we going to talk about it? I think, uh, yes. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring it up, but sure. You weren't going to bring it up. Tell but... me more. What did Sam do? <laughs> Whoa. Sam, Whoa. Sam locked us out of our apartment on okay. Christmas. Okay. Okay. There's uh, some no, context no, no, required. No, 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 no. I will tell the story. Oh, you just... <laughs> okay. <laughs> now that you... Brought it up. Okay. So Sam has decided that he's going to exercise more. New year, new Sam. So he's been going on these morning runs. On these runs, he removes his house key from his keychain and he puts it in the armband that has his phone on it. But then he doesn't remember to then take the key out of said armband and reattach it back to his keychain. Now we go to my sister's house on Christmas. And before we leave, I say, do you have your keys? And he says, yes. And I have no reason to not believe him. And since we're only going to my sister's house, I leave my set of keys at home. Again, he's never led me astray before. He's always had his keys. But 
he now runs. And that is the, that is the variable here. That is the new thing. So then we get back from my sisters at 2 a.m., about 2 a.m. And he goes to open the door. And what do you know? There is no key. And then he says, do you have your keys? And I say, no, because I asked you if you had your keys. And then we slept in our car until the morning. (gasps) (laughs) Actually, we tried to break into our own apartment for an hour first, and then we slept in our car until the morning. I would be so mad, but I'm just going to say both of you are at fault in this scenario. That's interesting, One, Jermaine. Why Why do you say Sam that we are both man. at fault? Okay, no, man. he doesn't. No, no. Sam is a man, no. and you can never take a man's word for it. <laughs> men, men are useless. So I am at fault okay? for believing my husband. Exactly. When my <laughs> husband and I leave the house, I say three things to him. Phone, keys, wallet. Phone, keys, wallet. And I always bring my key, because if I want to leave, wherever we're going... And if I'm in a mood, I need to be able to get back in and leave me <laughs> outside. So you should always bring your key. I never leave without my home without my key if me and my husband are going somewhere because I need to Sam Sam knows this. We used to like hang out as a group when we were pages. That's true. And promptly forty five minutes into the wherever we are, I'm like, I'm leaving, gotta go, and I leave. <laughs> Yeah. You need to have your keys at all times. It think- was a very out of character thing for me too. It was just so many little things yeah. because I always do take my keys. It was just like, oh, we're just going to my sister's. We're not going anywhere. Like if we're going, I don't know, literally anywhere else, I would have my keys. Jermaine, if you had to divide blame, if you had to <laughs> assign a numerical value to how much blame I get and how much blame Marissa gets, how would you how would you assign that blame? I strongly believe it's a 50-50. Oh, Whoa. that is interesting. Whoa. So first of all, <laughs> you need to stop taking the keys off your keychain and not being able to re- and not remembering to reattach it. Okay. So and you the, should never leave your house without your keys. In the wake of this incident. I did make a copy of the key that is specifically meant to be in my armband. And I made another copy of the key and left it in the car. So <laughs> there are now I just think keys that are accessible in multiple scenarios. I just think, and, and I, <laughs> How did you get in the apartment? You had to call a locksmith. Yeah, I ended up calling a locksmith, a local locksmith. So it's not like a complex or it's like a super who could have... So that's why we waited around, uh, because at the at about three a.m. when we realized that we were never going to break into our own apartment, I was like, maybe the super will be around, and we can text them, and they'll get up at like whatever seven or eight, and then let us in. But it turned out the on-site property manager was away for the holiday. Okay, follow up. At what point did it not just say, "Hey, let's just go back to the sister's house"? That never really crossed my mind because... It was on the table. It was an offer. And Sam was like, no, I'd rather sleep in the car. Oh, my God. Marissa's sister lives half an hour away. It would have been half an hour back and then half an hour back to our apartment. It just... At that point, it's like, I just want to get into the apartment as soon as we can. So we were able to get... I called at 9 a.m. They were there at 9.15 and we were in the apartment. Did you actually sleep? Like, you got, like, sleep? No. I got some sleep. He did. I have a photo of him <laughs> where I'll send it to you after. I'm like 
looks so furious and he's just like sleeping like an angel. <laughs> See, and that's my, and this is why I blame you because I would have got called an Uber and gone back to my sister's. If he wants to sleep in the car, he can sleep in the car. Not me. No, we were, we were, we were in it together at that point. I, I just wanted, here's my take. I, it took him so long to even admit any fault in the situation. Not that this is, I don't know why this is becoming like couples therapy, but <laughs> all I'm saying is like, it is objectively more your fault than mine because I asked you and it's not fair for you to say, oh, he's a man. No. Okay. It, it's 70% <laughs> no. Sam's fault. 70% because Sam, when she asked you, you should have at least checked that you had the key. So I checked that I had my keys. Like I had my keys with me. Yeah. And who was I to think that there would be one singular key missing from his thing of keys? This reminds me of when my husband and I got married. We got married at City Hall in Brooklyn and his mom and his sister came. When we were leaving the house, I said to him, do you have your ID? And he says, yes. And I was going to ask everybody, but then I saw, because his mom was going to be the witness, and she had her handbag. I'm like, of course she has her ID. So we get to City Hall, we're checking in, comes to see, get the witness to see your ID. His mom does not have her ID because she took her ID out of her purse and left it at home, but brought the purse and the handbag. And I'm like, that makes no sense. So Sam, you should have at least checked that you had the key on with the other keys. Yes, and I would never say, oh, it's your fault for not reminding her to bring her ID because that's just intuitive. Like, I would not say you were at fault in that situation. I, I understand what you're saying. That he was at fault. Yeah. I did tell my husband it was his fault. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we could debate yeah. this until... In hindsight, Any, a lot anyway. could have happened differently that would have led to us not being locked out of our apartment on Christmas. But it happened, and now things have since happened to ensure that that will not happen in the future. And that's what matters. Also, my fantasy football team lost, again, in the semifinals, so I won't win any money. So <laughs> double boo this week. Okay, okay. All right. Let's Let's get on track. Let's talk about December. <laughs> let's talk about what we watched. Were there any highlights? For closing out the year. I actually did hit a lot of things on my list. Yeah. The highlight being Emily in Paris, of course. So I've never seen Emily in Paris. And this week I was curious and I'm like, should I start Emily in Paris? And then I asked myself a question. Why is she in Paris? So I looked up, why is Emily in Paris? And I found the reason. And I just thought to myself, that's so stupid. It is stupid. And I was like... Wait, I don't actually know the reason. I wasn't going to watch. It's 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 a Darren Star show, so it's basically just like wonderful trash. Like it's so bad it's good. What's what's the reason? Something about her being a marketing executive, which I was like, oh, she works in marketing and she's working at this Paris firm to bring an American eye to something. I I forget. Yeah, and the show that the, the, the the worst best part of the show is how it continually tries to gaslight the audience into thinking that Emily is this like marketing genius, this like prodigy who is changing the face of Parisian marketing. All of her ideas are terrible. 
there was an entire episode this season dedicated to an idea. They were they were working with a pet food company, and she was like, "What if people could like." upload photos of their pets and then use them as a filter okay and everyone's like oh my god emily (laughs) (laughs) wow okay yeah we watched a lot here marissa refuses to watch avatar with me which feels rude i haven't seen it you can go i did not i did not have a successful december Let's see. I I think the one thing that I want to talk about that I didn't talk about because it was a returning show, but um, His Dark Materials just concluded um, on HBO Max and people had been hesitant to adapt that series for a very long time because there's a lot of themes in it and the series itself was kind of up and down. But I think that the end of the series, like the finale was very good. I was watching that with you at first and then you kept watching it without me. It was one of those shows that I always asked, like, do you want to watch this? And you would be like, no, not today. I want to watch something else. And so eventually you just, you hear no enough that you're like, okay, I think you just don't want to watch it. But I think that actually, if you stuck with it, you would like it because there's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of like Judeo-Christian allegory and like this idea of kind of trying to find the creator and like destroy the creator and give power back into the hands of mankind. But at the heart of like the book and ultimately how the story ends up playing out in the series it's like a teen romance (laughs) (laughs) okay so that's why i think that you would actually have enjoyed it had you stuck with it ultimately it's a romance ultimately yes but it is a heartbreaking story heartbreaking yes oh man i know are you not intrigued are you not entertained Eh. what is it two seasons there were three seasons Yeah. Oh, oh, that's... And each season is like eight episodes. I'll consider it. Did we check out any of the new holiday movies this year? I think just Your Christmas or Mine, which was okay. You really liked Pinocchio. Oh my God, Pinocchio. Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. I gave my top five list too soon. Oh, also, speaking of my top five, my, my top movie, I hopped on the Everything Everywhere All at Once bandwagon, completely leaving out my obvious best movie of the year and like I feel so embarrassed for even forgetting about it for a moment so I am speaking it here that my favorite movie of 2022 hands down Marcel the Shell with Shoes on (laughs) I still have not seen that so good I don't know stop motion really did it for me in 2022 just like made me weep like a baby and have existential crises this correction has been eating at her for a month Pretty much a month. She realized it literally probably the day after we talked last time. She was like, oh man, (laughs) I should have said Marcel the Shell. Yeah, I mean, these like stop motion movies with deep themes and feels just, I don't know. I thought Pinocchio was great. I thought it was really inventive. I thought it was a new perspective. Aesthetically, I thought it was really fun to watch. And the ending made me weep. I love that in a movie. That's fair. I I res- I like appreciated the technical aspects of Pinocchio, but now having seen multiple editions of Pinocchio, I think I just don't like Pinocchio. <laughs> like as a story. <laughs> I don't like it as a story either. This is trust me, this is a plot twist to myself. <laughs> like Yeah. But the movie like it was it was impressive how it was made. Well, I did check out Hanukkah on Rye. And I don't know how I feel about it. Like, yes, it was a 
very Hanukkah movie, very Jewish movie, but it was like kind of in a low-key anti-Semitic way. It was like very much for the Hallmark audience that they could never let you forget that these characters were Jewish. Like they said Hanukkah with their whole throat. So it was always like Hanukkah. (laughs) 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 And... I don't know. There was just some choices were made. I don't know. It's like on the one hand, I'm trying to take it at face value, which where I'm like, this is what a Hallmark movie is. But there were aspects of it that just felt like so cringy that I was like, I don't know if I should be offended by this. Actually, the holiday movie I enjoyed so much more was something from Tiffany's, the Zoe Deutsch movie on Amazon Prime. Um, I think that Zoe is doing so much single-handedly for the modern rom-com. And that movie felt more, it wasn't like Hallmark cringe. It felt more uh, You've Got Mail, like more like of a classic rom-com vibe. And it was set in New York. So it was very like Christmas in New York. But Christmas wasn't the point. It just happened to be set over the holiday season. And she was Jewish, like her character, but in a casual way that I, that meant so much more to me than like the very in-your-face way that Hanukkah and Rai <laughs> did it. There you go. Jermaine, so did you watch anything from your list in December? I only watched Gossip Girl, which season two of Gossip Girl is really, really good. I'm surprised how good it's gotten. And I only watched the Casey Anthony documentary on Peacock. My December was busy. <laughs> I did not have the time in December. I heard Babylon was a huge flop. It was. Everybody hated it. I would still see it before I saw Avatar. Are you kidding me right now? (laughs) Really? No, this is such a bad take. This is awful. This is a horrible take. But note how agitated you are by this take. Also, also, all the reviews about Avatar are like really bad. Everybody said Avatar. Didn't need to be made. They're like, if only it was as good as it looked if the story was as good as it looked visually but it's also already made a billion dollars so <laughs> so does yeah. it need to be good money talks <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on that note should we should we jump in yeah and before we jump into january should we touch upon the elephant in the room is there an elephant in the room is it what i yes. think it is the Hillary Duff elephant in the room. It is the Hillary Duff elephant in the room. I saw that. I saw that. When I was going to, I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's coming back. Yes. How can we forget? On the plus side, I got to see Woody Harrelson's penis <laughs> from the inside. <laughs> yeah, we have a Woody Harrelson sized elephant in the room. <laughs> oh, I killed Marissa. <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to play that clip. <laughs> I was expecting the classic. Oh, this one? I'm just <laughs> no. <laughs> but it's coming back. And as we, we three would not be here talking on this podcast, this podcast would not exist without Hillary Duff. We have to at least mention that How I Met Your Father is coming back season two. Sam and I will be covering it again. Yeah, so that comes back on January 24th. Uh, So January 24th, uh, it looks like is a Tuesday. Is that the same day it came out last year? Yes. How did we do this last year? Did we like talk about it the week after? 
or did we change our day to Monday? I don't even remember. I'll have to go back and look at how we did it, but you know, keep an eye out at the end of the month for updates, I guess, on on that. And and Marissa, you just rebranded the page as well. I did. Um, it's a work in progress, but we have a new logo. We have an Instagram account now. Um, getting fancy in 2023. <laughs> I've been meaning to ask Sam to write a little profile for the Instagram, so I'm a little behind in my post schedule. But I guess, I mean, are we still going to, are we going to just stick with how I met your father for now? Or are we coming back with the premise? I mean, I think because the year is starting out with how I met your father, it really kind of lends itself to just kind of like going right into that. So I think maybe we start with this, but ideally we do want to kind of pivot into another, you know, early 2000s era program to kind of dive back into after How I Met Your Father season two concludes. Yes. And we have options and there will be a poll to come. And my resolution this year is to get better at Instagram because currently I have an Instagram and I have never used it. I only use it to occasionally reach out to businesses if they require me to to reach out via Instagram. I know this guy and he makes lamps that look like robots and I reach out to him on Instagram and I say... I need a lamp. And then I get one. That's true. That is a true story. Shout out to to Albert. Yeah, when we went to um, the Survivor finale party last month, Sam got some photos with some Survivor players that he liked. But then he was like, how do you use Instagram? Would it be weird if I posted these on Instagram? And I was like, yeah, it would be a little weird if your first post on Instagram <laughs> ever was like a photo with a Survivor contestant. Yeah, so like. I want to get better at that. I want to, I need Why to Why don't you use Instagram? I just, I, I never really am on social media. And I realize that that's a, you know, a red flag from all the White Lotus people who are like, Jack should have been on social media, red flag. <laughs> <laughs> Did we talk about the White Lotus finale? I don't know. <laughs> Did we? I don't think so. I don't think so either. All I want, like we've 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 derailed enough. All I'm going to say is, Tanya, you killed everybody on the boat. Where were you going? You could have just sat there and wait. She killed everybody on the boat. I mean, there were so many other options. She could have walked down the stairs <laughs> to the bottom. That of the too. Boat. She could have jumped into the water instead of trying to jump directly onto the boat. There are so many other options. Anyways, um, but yeah, I think Marissa, you did a really good job with the redesign of all the social media stuff. Um, Thank you. I appreciate that. I think it looks like uh, very nostalgic. So yeah, I guess is the Instagram, the Instagram handle is the same. The Instagram handle is the same as our email. It's Outfit Repeaters Podcast. Got it. Okay, cool. Give us a follow. So yeah, updates about when we'll start covering How I Met Your Father Season 2 will be there and on Twitter. I can't wait. But okay, so that's the elephant in the room, January. It really isn't an elephant. Well, I feel like people would expect us to talk about it, but it did not make my list. (laughs) Um, One, because I don't think it's one of the top five things I'm most excited for. And two, my list as usual is only new stuff. Yeah, so stop making it seem like you're such a hater. You wouldn't have put it on your list anyways. But it could have been on your list. Was it on your list? It was in the fifth spot. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I was going to bring it up whether you did or not. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
Fair enough. I wouldn't do Hillary dirty like that. Jermaine, was it on your list? <laughs> it was not on my list. <laughs> okay. Jermaine, what was on your list? What are you excited for in the world of television in January 2023? The first thing on my list is Anne Rice's uh, Mayor Fair Witches. Don't know what it's about. It's about witches. But I really enjoyed the interview with a vampire TV series. It really made a turn and the acting got better. And I stuck with it till the end. And I thought, you know what? AMC did a really good, good job adapting this series. And I have high hopes for this because I'm also in the market for a new witch TV show. Because when I go to the gyms in the morning, the TV's always on TNT and they're in reruns of Charmed. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I just was like, like, oh, Charmed, I remember this episode. And I realized that we have not had a good TV show about witches in a very long time. And The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina does not count. Neither does Riverdale. And so, yeah. <laughs> Anne Rice's, the mayor, the mayor, the, oh my God, I can't say this. Mayfair Witches is what I'm excited for most in January on TV. Nice. Um, speaking of The White Lotus, I think that's Alexandra Daddario. Yes, it is. Season one. That did not make my list. But also, I did not see Interview with a Vampire. Yeah, it we still need to watch really that. It turned really good in the end. In the, by the time you get to like episode three, you're in it. The story picks up, and the plot really moves. Um, do we know yet? I know because... This is part of AMC building like an Anne Rice verse. Is that what's happening here? Yes. Is there more? <laughs> yes. Is there more coming in the pipeline that we know of after witches? Not that I know of, but like interview got with a, with the vampire got picked up for season two already, even before the season one premiered. So I, as I would have to look into it, but I would assume that they've gotten the rights to a lot of her work, and they're just gonna like build something out. Okay. Well, there you go. Marissa, what was uh, what what show are you most excited for? I don't know, actually. I mean, I have a list, but I don't know if there's like a number one on the list. I think I'm like casually intrigued by all of my shows. You're just casually intrigued. Also, well, I'm on deadline, so I did not do as much prep for this podcast as I usually do. And how much prep do you usually do for this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I, more than I did this time. Okay, so uh, what do you what what do you have? Um, I suppose I mean I know this is on your list, so I guess I will start there with Velma on HBO Max. It is also definitely on my, on my list. I was a big Scooby Doo fan. Mindy Kaling is behind it, and the voice of Velma. She's th- really just doing her thing on HBO. What seems to be the only one of the only creators who is surviving the massacre that is I know. HBO Max. I will say also, Sam Richardson is yeah. Shaggy. Hilarious choice. <laughs> and it's supposed to be dark, right? Like I mean it's definitely more adult. I don't know about I don't Isn't know this a version where be. where Velma is a lesbian? Is this that Velma? That's this is the Velma, right? I hope so. I think she's making Velma a lesbian. Like with Daphne? No, not with Daphne. <laughs> I think with Daphne, I think Daphne's pretty straight. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I, th- I think this. I think this. I think that's correct. Um, yeah, I'm excited for that too. I think that uh, they've gotten a good a good cast of voice actors together for this. 
I think even all the like guest stars that they have voicing over various characters in here are are fun too. Seems like Weird Al is going to be there. Wanda Sykes, Cherry Jones, Jane Lynch. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm just ultimately committed to the cause that is Mindy Kaling putting out YA-ish content. So and, you're more in it for Mindy Kaling, not for Scooby-Doo. Uh, yes. Interesting. Scooby-Doo is fine. Excuse me. Scooby-Doo is an institution. <laughs> Scooby-Doo is an institution. Listen, I'm old enough. I am old enough to remember original Scooby-Doo cartoons that were so scary. And then eventually they made them a little less scary. But the original Scooby-Doo cartoons, that, is, Boomerang still like, is Boomerang still like a thing, like a network? Yeah. Remember like cart- Boomerang those is still around. Original, those original Scooby-Doo watched, cartoons. Yeah. Find them on Boomerang. You'll be scared shitless. It's <laughs> all about everything Scooby-Doo. You used to have a little mystery machine. Fun time. That's why I'm in it. I think even if Mindy Kaling hadn't been involved, I would watch this. <laughs> Same. All right. I have another animated show on my list. I think this is the first time there's been two animated shows on my list, but I also put Hulu's Koala Man on my list, starring Hugh Jackman uh, as the voice of Koala Man, a middle-aged dad who follows rules and snuffs out petty crime. I didn't watch the trailer for this one. Is Does he turn into see, a koala? I actually didn't see a trailer for this. I don't think he turns into a koala. I think he puts like a koala mask on. Nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, as of you know us recording this, I had not seen a trailer for it yet. Uh, but yeah, he's just like, you can see the, he's just a, a, a normal guy. I see. He puts on his koala mask and he becomes koala man. I know you're in it because it's by the Rick and Morty people, right? I mean, among other things, I love Hugh Jackman. <laughs> the greatest showman. Yeah, absolutely. He was also the music man recently. <laughs> the music man is awful. We <laughs> 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 need to talk about the music man. <laughs> well, that was Hugh Jackman's last role. Okay. On Broadway. Soon to be Wolverine again, even though he's dead. I thought that was over. Okay. No, he's coming back as Wolverine. Oh, my in God. Deadpool 3, even though Wolverine is dead. All right. Uh, Jermaine, what else do you have? I have Extraordinary on Hulu, British. It's about, it's like in a world where everybody gets superpowers on their 18th birthday, but the lead, Jen, she's like 25 and still waiting for her powers to come in. And it just looked ridiculous and funny and reminded me of like Sky High and like Up, Up and Away. (laughs) So I just wanted to watch that. Yeah, I have that on my list too for all of those reasons. Um, I love a good Britcom and this one seems to check all the boxes for me. And I hope it It really does. Yeah. And I hope that it is as fun as it looks. Same. Okay. Marissa, what's next? The the trailer doesn't give away much, but I am intrigued by the Apple TV show Shrinking. So I put that on my list. Another show with a good cast. Stacked cast. Yeah. Jason Siegel, Jessica Williams, Harrison Ford, which is apparently a big deal. I mean, Harrison Ford, much like Scooby-Doo, is an American institution. (laughs) (laughs) I guess it's a big deal that he's doing TV. That's true. Yeah, I feel like he definitely fit into the category of like actors who used to think, oh, I would never do a TV show. Yeah, it's about a therapist. And that's all we really know. Okay. The, the, the promos are really just throwing the cast in your face and not giving you any, any plot information. You know what? It might work, though. Okay, my next one is, 
I guess a twofer because it's two shows from Peacock, uh, which is another, I think, first for my list. The first of which uh, is Paul T. Goldman, which comes out on New Year's Day. I don't even know what this show is about, man. It's like, <laughs> it's like, so it's uh, produced by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. It's directed by Jason Walliner, who's the director of Borat's subsequent movie film. It's about Paul T. Goldman and the story of his life based on a book written by Paul T. Goldman, which was then adapted into a screenplay by Paul T. Goldman. And then it stars Paul T. Goldman as himself. And so Paul T. Goldman, I guess, he was a single dad. This is what I got from the trailer. He was a single dad, and he brought his son on all his first dates. And he ended up meeting this woman, and this woman started stealing money from him. And then he learned that his this woman, who was then his wife, I think, was leading this whole like secret life apart from him. Then he went to the FBI and it seems like things just really kind of escalate from there. So that's number one, one show that I'm interested in on Peacock. And then I guess sticking with the theme of secrets, my second Peacock, uh, my second show from Peacock is The Traitors, which is an adaptation of a British format, and it's like a psychological kind of reality competition show. This one is hosted by Alan Cumming, and this edition of it, it stars a mix of kind of like U.S. reality show personalities, but also just it seems some regular people as well. I'm most in it for the survivors who are on it. So Sari Fields and Stephanie LaGrosa are both on it, but it's a weird mix of people. Um, and Jermaine, I'm not sure if you've seen the cast for The Traders, but it's like a mix of like reality competition people, of course I've seen but the then cast. also like just Bravo stars. And like these two genres of reality are not the same. Like <laughs> it is Brandy Glanville Reza. It is Ryan Lochte, <laughs> Rachel Riley from Big Brother, Cody from Big Brother, Kyle Cook from Summer House. It is a very hodgepodge cast. So it it's interesting because when you have people like a housewife, people who don't who do shows where they're not competing i i'm curious to see how they how they fare going into like a series like survivor people big brother people who know how to like scheme in a competition for that show yeah i don't know that this is going to work out really well for the bravo people i guess the (laughs) the the immediate parallel that i can kind of draw is like big brothers like celebrity big brother australia where it was a bunch of celebrities and then one former Survivor contestant who... Just ran circles <laughs> around everyone. Was just thinking on such a different level than everybody else that it was like such a runaway. But it'll exactly. be interesting to, to see it play out. And I'm, I've never seen the British version of The Traders, but I feel like Alan Cumming will be like an interesting host. He has a devious look about him. I think that's a good casting choice for a host. Yeah, if it can't be Jeff Probst or Phil Kogan. May as well be Alan Cumming. I mean, Alan Cumming, I think, has the Phil Kogan like eyebrow thing yeah, that he can probably he does. do. <laughs> that was on my list as well. Surprise, surprise. I'm not surprised. Oh, it seems like maybe it's a Dutch series, not a not a British series. There is a British format. Though. So there was a Dutch series and a British series. It's a British format for sure. Okay. It seems like there's also an Australian version. Everybody has a version of the traders. I guess we're we're late oh, to the we're party. Late. So good for Peacock picking that up. Uh, Jermaine, what else do you have? I think the last, oh, not the last thing. I have, uh, The Last of Us on HBO Max, 
which I'm surprised did not get slashed in the massacre. Um, it's based on a video game, and I don't know much about the video game. It seems very post-apocalyptic and mm-hmm. about getting this girl who seems to be immune to whatever is happening to safety. It's with uh, Pedro Pascal. So I will be checking that out because I'm in desperate need of like a Sunday night show. Oh, and Bella Ramsey's in this too. Yep. Yes. I like her. Yeah, Sunday night is not really a big television night anymore. I guess eventually Succession will come back, right? But Succession will come back. That's a couple back, months from but... now. All right. Are you going to have to dedicate an entire preview to Succession? I mean, I don't think we need to dedicate an entire <laughs> preview to it. Is that going to be the only show on your list? Well, no. I don't think <laughs> it would ever pre- be the only show on my list. You love Succession. I do love Succession. One of my favorite don't theme songs Succession. to play. You do not. I don't love Succession. They're just all unlikable. They're all terrible. And I think, what's, what's, what's his name? Oh, my God. What's the guy's name? Kendall. What's Kendall's, the actor who plays Kendall's name? Jeremy Strong. Strong. I think he needs to tone it down. He's a little <laughs> too into it. He's a method He's actor. a little too method. He's a little too method. Well, and sometimes he does some things that I'm like, why are you doing all of that, sir? <laughs> I, don't, I only watch Succession because we did a show, and I won't say what show it is. It was a housewife-related show, and we spoofed Succession, and I only watched Succession to get an idea of how that show operates so we could do it on the other show. It just reminded me... Because it was there's billions, which I hated billions, because you're all unlikable people. And succession is just like, how is this a real business? Y'all are so messed up and just so unprofessional. How is this business even surviving? Well, I think, you know, that's kind of the point is that it's, I feel like it's meant to mirror like a, a, a real kind of like media conglomerate. So I think they're facing the same pressures that like we're facing in the real world. But I think that, you know, obviously these kids are all a mess, but at the heart of it is Logan. And I think that Logan alone has been enough of a driving force to kind of like force this thing onto its legs and and moving. And that's why he doesn't want to give it to his kids because they're all a mess. (laughs) But he made them a mess. That is also true. But we're not there yet. Yeah, well, this is not a succession podcast. Uh, Marissa, what else? Did, did we hit everything on your TV list? We hit the main things on my list. I'll give an honorable mention to The Climb. Oh, Jason Momoa? <laughs> yeah, his rock climbing show on HBO. That should have been just like slashed. <laughs> <laughs> I do have so to stupid. say, though, as someone, my sister and her boyfriend are climbers. They're very into it. They actually just like watch pro climbing competitions for fun. So I've kind of dipped my toes into that world via them. And climbing is weirdly fun to watch. It could be entertaining. I'm going to give it a chance. No, because I saw 127 Hours with James Franco, who's now canceled. (laughs) And I don't need to be trapped in the Grand Canyon and cut my hand off with a switch knife. All right, Jermaine, I have something that may be more your speed. My last show on my list was Breakpoint. Um, and I don't know if you've, if you've seen any of this. It's like Formula Drive, uh, Formula One Drive to Survive, but with tennis. So 
they're, they're following such people as Nick Kyrgios, Casper Ruud, Matteo Berrettini, Taylor Fritz. It seems like they'll also follow like Sloan Stevens. So it seems like it's following both. I find both it days. comical. Yeah. I find it comical that you think I know who any of those people are. You're a U.S. Open person, are you not? You've list one tennis player. What? That I have, are the, were all of those tennis players? They all were tennis players. Oh, I've not been paying attention lately, <laughs> Sam. I don't know who any of those people are. You don't know any of those people? No. You Okay, well... I feel like then this might be a way for you to dive into some uh, to get to know some of these people because I, I love the new. I need to find out. I need to learn who the new people are. I think this is the way in. But it seems like also you know Maria Sharapova, Andy Roddick, John McEnroe will be providing some context those for are, you. Those people I know. Okay, there you go. Um, Jermaine, you said you had one more show. The last show on my list is uh, Frozen Planet Two. David Attenborough, who I love and adore and really shocked that he's still out there doing these kind of shows. And <laughs> yeah, that's my, I'm such a nerd. Like my husband and I went on vacation like two years ago and just like literally just sat home one night and just watched a David Attenborough documentary because we didn't want to go out. Wait, so, where, where were you? Frozen, where was this vacation? Provincetown. <laughs> It's a little bit more favorable. If it was like, if you were somewhere nice like (laughs) Europe, (laughs) no. But just think about like, there's so much to do in Provincetown. It's just so chaotic, and we like literally stayed home one night just to watch David. (laughs) Like, what is wrong with us? But Frozen Frozen Planet Two, I'm really excited to see Frozen Planet Two. I I really surprised that he's still out there going on location to do these kind of programs. For sure. Good for him. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of TV stuff. This is a, you know, I feel like normally people view January as kind of like a dead month for TV, but I feel like there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, well, usually it's like returning shows coming back from hiatus, right? But yeah. this time, this this January, it feels like there is a good amount of new content. Also, battle bots. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Sorry. Also, The Bachelor. Oh, <laughs> I, I can do this all day. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, I don't have all day. I'm on deadline. Let's move on to movies. Also, The Magic of Animal Kingdom season two. <laughs> okay, it's right. movie time. Movie which time. There aren't as many movies. No. It's not a big movie month. Yeah, I think it's a result it of um, the Oscars getting pushed to March. I feel like January used to be used to be a big movie month. Yeah. Um, because people wanted to get their movies in like right before the Oscars, which used to be... I want to say like February. Yeah. Um, but now Oscars are the Oscars got pushed to March. Yeah, the Oscars are like mid March. I feel like that happened a year or two ago. Well, do you want to kick off the movies? Sure. Uh, the top movie on my list was uh, You People. It's a Netflix movie. It's uh, releasing on the twenty seventh. It stars Eddie Murphy, Jonah Hill. It's directed by Kenya Barris. I mean, it seems pretty simple. It's like Jonah Hill is marrying a black woman and then he goes to meet her parents and it seems like it just kind of stems from there. But I just feel like the combination of Eddie Murphy and Jonah Hill feels like a really fun combination. And I thought that their chemistry in the trailer was funny too. I only saw the teaser for that. I, that's what I'm talking about, the teaser. Is like like the scene trip? in the diner. Oh, yeah. Nia Long is also in that movie. She plays the mom. Nia Long is in another movie on my list also. 
She's in another movie on my list also. She's a, she's having a big January. Well, Jermaine, what's the other... Wait, wait, so did you have you people on your list or no? I did not have you people on okay, my list. Okay, what was your other Nia Long movie? Missing. Okay, that was the other one I'm talking about too. That is the That movie's on my list. Um, Storm Reed. Trailer. Trailer's interested with Storm Reed from yeah. um, Euphoria fame and Wrinkle in Time. Which is basically like her mom goes on vacation. So many plays like a typical teenager who doesn't pay attention to what their parents says. And her mom goes on vacation with her new boyfriend. And Stormy's character goes to pick her up at the airport after her and like what appears to be like a huge rager at the house. And the mom just doesn't show up. And now she like is trying to find her mom and she files like a missing person report. And it just seems like there's more to the story than she knows because the boyfriend like has like fake names and the fbi is involved but they're not given information and she's trying to figure out by going online and having people in Colombia going up to like hotels to get like security footage and then the mom might not be who she says she is so i'm kind of intrigued by how the entire thing comes together and the idea that is re- it's set it, it's through the lens of this like armchair detective social media gadget seems very interesting yeah so this movie um it's made by the same people who did searching uh a couple years ago starring john cho so it's a similar format where it's all kind of i think all just like her computer screen basically and a mix of kind of like webcam footage i thought searching was pretty good i liked searching yeah i liked searching a lot too um so i'm curious to see kind of how they uh how they do this one cool marissa any movies you would like to shout out Yes, for sure. Um, one movie on my list that I'm looking forward to is a movie called When You Finish Saving the World. It is a Sundance movie starring Finn Wolfhard from Stranger Things and Julianne Moore. And it is also Jesse Eisenberg's directorial debut. He wrote the script as well. He actually wrote it originally as like an Audible project, like an Audible original, and then it was adapted into this film. And it just seems really interesting. It's about Finn Wolfhard plays a teen, like, singer-songwriter with a social media following, and Julianne Moore is his mother, and I think the story just really comes from how their personalities clash and just, like, this mother-son relationship dynamic and the generational divide there. Yeah, this movie is on my list, too. I really love that Jesse Eisenberg is having, like, a renaissance. Me, too. Fleischman is in Trouble is so good. So good. But it is so good. And I'm loving that for him. Same. I'm surprised it didn't come up earlier because that's definitely been a highlight of December. Yeah, we'll probably be watching that later this evening. Yes. Okay, the next movie on my list comes from the Duplass Brothers. It is called The Drop, and it is on Hulu. Uh, I think this comes out on the 13th. It also stars Anna Conkle from Pen15, and uh, the premise is she drops a baby. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it seems like from there, chaos just ensues. It's a really fun cast. Yeah, I thought the cast was fun. Uh, Yeah, it also stars Jillian Bell from Britney Runs a Marathon. Uh, Utkarsh Ambutkar from Ghosts. You know, I feel like, like, like we said, this is a pretty, the, the pickings for movies this month are pretty slim. So I feel like in a normal month, this might not have made my list, but it made my list in January. Me too. It looks fun. Um, Jermaine, what else do you have? Megan. 
That is the <laughs> movie I am looking most forward to seeing. What's about when uh, Allison Williams, who always finds herself in these like very niche performances, <laughs> because I remember the first time I saw the trailer for Get Out, I was like, this, this movie's so stupid. This movie's going to be so stupid. And Get Out was so good. And I feel the same way about Megan. It looks so dumb, but I just, I'm not going to doubt Allison Williams. She's very selective in what she does, with the exception of girls. Well, you want to talk about girls. <laughs> But it's some a lifelike a lifelike doll is like supposed to like be the protector of this child. I think it's like her ste- her niece, and the doll is just crazy and evil, and you know AIs are not good. <laughs> yeah, Megan made my list too. Looks very creepy. I don't know, man. I don't know if I can do. Uh, what will it make me chuckle? Like it made like oh my god, what was that movie? Smile. Smile. Smile was hilarious. The the thing about Megan, the the thing I find hilarious about Megan is the trailer is to Taylor Swift's It's Nice to Have Friends. Is that the name of the song? (laughs) And it's just like, why is this Taylor Swift song the theme song for this movie? They make it creepy. They make it creepy. But like, I, I think... It's going to be good. Maybe I'm giving Allison Williams too much credit, but like, I'm just going like, when I saw the trailer for Get Out, I thought Get Out was going to be so stupid because the premise was just so stupid. And that proved me wrong. Jordan Peele proved me wrong. Did you like Allison Williams as Peter Pan? No, that was a terrible, (laughs) terrible, terrible choice on her part. (laughs) The wig was was so bad. And oh my god! Don't even get me started. <laughs> I had wiped the, that from was my that memory. The live action, like was that the yes. like, the stage it production? The live, yeah, it was like the follow up yes. to Sound of Music. Yeah, it was <laughs> wow. like the live thing, and it was just like so bad. I think I, I also wiped that from that. my memory. You really just I had wiped that, happens, that from yeah. my memory. I forgot she did that Peter Pan live. Yeah, <laughs> Allison Williams as Peter oh. Pan. <laughs> Sam, I forgot about that. I don't think I can ever forget about that. <laughs> well, the next movie I want to talk about <laughs> is A Shotgun Wedding. That's on my list. Starring Jennifer Lopez, Josh Demal, Jennifer Coolidge, and Lenny Kravitz. Wow, Jennifer Another, Coolidge is getting she's around. Getting a, yeah, talk about she's a renaissance. She's having a renaissance too, which she credited to Ariana Grande for putting her in the Thank You Next video. And then people started calling her, and Ariana Grande is like, "Shut up, you're lying." And she's like, "No, like, people, my career was like at a stall. When you did that video and you put me in it, people started calling me again." What a beautiful story! Thank you, Ariana, for giving us Jennifer Coolidge back. But this just seems like a fun sort of like action rom com situation. Basically, Josh Jamal and Jayla's characters are getting married on an island and then their wedding is hijacked by pirates who take everyone hostage like that's a movie i want to see <laughs> is it enough said <laughs> yeah first of all just some backstory here army hammer was supposed to be original lead actor and executive producer on the movie Whoa. and then when all of that went down he had to pull out and he was like rumors that he was fired and he was like well with all these sh- 
ridiculous allegations. I just don't think it's the right time for me to go off in the Dominican Republic to make a movie. I have to be with my family. And they replaced them with Josh Jumel. I feel like it's been a while since I've seen him in... I don't think I've seen him since he... Yeah, I don't think I've seen him since he played the dad in Love, Simon. I mean, that was fairly recent. No, that was like 2018. Oh, sorry. I was thinking of Love, Victor for some reason. Yeah. No. Yeah, I guess that's a while ago. Let's see. What else has he been in recently? He was in Transformers. Oh, it seems like he was in the Mighty Duck series, which I don't think we watched. Oh. He was in The Thing About Pam. He was in Las Vegas, TV show that I used to watch. Yeah, no, not, not really that much besides that. Oh, I forgot he was in Unsolved, The Murders of Tupac. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that was, that was a wild time. All right, well, I think every movie on my list has been mentioned at this point. Me too. It, like, it, we've said it's been, a, it's been a quiet movie month. Jermaine, do you have any more movies to close us out? They're remaking House Party, which I'm not happy about, but they're remaking House Party, and it's basically this updated version is that two guys who are like cleaners they are like cleaning a house and they find out that they're in lebron's house lebron james house and they find like a hologram of lebron james like giving himself like affirmations like you handled the transfer to miami great your hairline is perfect and they're like this guy's a loser and they look at his calendar and realize that he's out of town for the next two weeks. And they decide to throw an epic rager of a party. And there's like a bunch of people who pops, who will pop up. LeBron's here, Little Wayne is here, Snoop Dogg is in it, Lena Waif is in it. But they have the original stars, Kid and Play, who make an appearance in this movie. I am very nervous to watch this because the original House Party movie was just so good. But, you know... It's 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 rough times out there. Hollywood has no original ideas left. It's directed by Cal Matic, who also directed Lil Nas X's Old Town Road music video. That does not give me <laughs> hope, <laughs> Sam. Well, it should, because it won an MTV Video Music Award for Best Direction, and it was the Grammy's Best Music Video of 2020. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well... Cool. Yeah, I think overall, definitely more excited about the TV stuff. For sure. Yeah. So, you can only have one streamer Ooh. in January. Mm. What is the one? <sighs> this is tough. I will say this is tough. Jermaine, why, why don't you go first? I'm, I'm thinking. I'm keeping HBO Max until HBO Max decides it no longer wants to keep me. <laughs> <laughs> Between The Last of Us, Velma, Gossip Girl... Succession, which I will watch when it comes on HBO, watch on HBO Max. I'm I'm just gonna stick with HBO Max until you know we turn the lights off, and that's it. Jermaine, what do you think about the? They were thinking of renaming it to just Max. No, they're not really. I, I read that. I think I read that in a trade magazine that they were thinking of dropping the HBO, and when they combine it with Discovery Plus, it'll just be Max. I don't think so because I feel like Discovery wants their brand recognition on it. And Discovery Plus is the only streamer I do not have and I have no never had any interest in getting it. And I know that you're going to use all the HBO stuff to lure us over to Discovery Plus when they should have just like ended Discovery Plus and put all of their stuff on HBO Max. I think I'm going to go with Hulu. For Koala Man, 
which was my top show, The Drop, which was my number two movie. And of course, if we don't have Hulu, how, like without Hulu, how would I watch How I Met Your Father season two? (laughs) That, That is true. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say Hulu as well, but if we're in like a joint household situation, then like if you're going to get If we Hulu, are. Like, <laughs> we are. <laughs> no, I'm just saying if that if those rules apply on the podcast and we get two. Okay. And you said Hulu, then I probably would also take HBO Max. I feel like between those two, you're pretty covered. You wouldn't take Paramount Plus yeah. so you could watch Lingo? <laughs> Nah, we gotta watch The Climb on HBO Max. (laughs) You gotta watch The Climb. Listen, we only have six more months of HBO Max left. I mean, that's not confirmed. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, I think they're trying to wrap it up by the summer. Uh, I guess we'll see. We'll see. And we are wrapping up another preview. That's January. That is January. Mellow month. Not a whole lot going on, but we'll be back. For February, because even if HBO Max is going down, the preview is here to stay. <laughs> <laughs> um, as always, you can follow us at Outfit Repeat Pod on Twitter, at Outfit Repeaters Podcast on Instagram. Go give us a follow there because it's looking a little sad right now. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you can email us at Outfit Repeaters Podcast at gmail.com. All right, and uh, as always, if you're curious about any of our other previews, looking for some stuff to watch that might have come out in the months prior, or maybe you want to listen to some Lizzie McGuire recaps, or maybe you want to listen to some recaps of How I Met Your Father Season 1 before we dive back into Season 2. On the plus side, I got to see Woody Harrelson's (laughs) penis from the inside. If you're missing that, you can find all of those episodes either at our website, www.paginatedmedia.com slash outfit repeaters or on any platform where podcasts are available. We will be back with the preview next month for February and Sam and I will be back on the outfit repeaters proper covering how I met your father season two. At a date TVD. At a date TVD. (laughs) All right. Lord help us. <laughs> Sitting on my couch and I don't know what to watch. Oh, I think I might be lost if I didn't have a preview. Oh, I think I might be lost if I didn't have a preview.